0: You want some more of this, bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal
1: motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker.
0: I don't have a girlfriend, my... How are you? We're back uh, for our first episode of the year and we've got um, Defendant MX1 champion, Aaron Taney. And how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, doing good. Thanks for having me in.
0: No worries. Thanks for coming in and um yeah, being our first guest of this year. Um, firstly congrats on um winning the title last year and just the whole year you had Supercross included. You've got to be pretty pumped on how your year was.
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh it was a pretty breakout year for myself. Um, coming in, it was almost my rookie season on the four fifty. Uh, I did a like I did three nationals on the four fifty the year before, so I was still pretty new to it and, yeah, adapted to the CDR team really well and just straight from the get-go, I get, you know, my first MX1 podium at round one and then ticked off just other goals of getting wins and stuff down the season and just being consistent, I think I missed out on maybe two podiums in the year yep. in motocross, so that paid off in the end.
0: Yeah, do you think, Um, like, obviously you are done your first year of the 450s on the gas gas, but it was cut short because of COVID and whatever um how how did you improve so much from that first year to your second year
2: yeah so at the start started 2021 when I was with gas gas I actually I broke my scaphoid about six weeks out for round one so I ended up missing round one and stuff because I had to get a screw yeah and stuff put in my wrist and yeah so really I just started training and getting physio and rehab and stuff down with uh fighting physio and that sort of linked me together with who now is my coach, riding coach, as um, which is Nathan Crawford um, for Zero Zero Elite Rider Training. And yeah, my gym trainers dean from Fighting Fit. So we sort of just built a program around that. It all started from my rehab, and you know, we just built from the whole year we sort of started on the back foot i was still only on the bike probably a week before the second round of the the nationals that are raced and then we only ended up doing three so yeah i thought it was on the back foot from the get-go but i just kept building and stuff through through covid and put together a solid program with a solid people around me as well as cdr as well uh adding to that program so just everything put together just Helped me build, yeah, and
0: obviously, CDRs the premier 450 team has been for a long time, so that's a massive thing as well.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, as you know, even to get the call up from them, you know, because I posted just probably the last round we raced at Maitland, I posted some good results, and yeah, it was really cool to even get the call up from Craig after you know the year that I didn't really even podium or nothing like that. Uh, and, yeah, to join the team and all their knowledge and stuff like that and their past championships and stuff to, and then just adding one and getting my bike on Craig's, you know, big yeah. wall and the number one there is pretty cool.
0: So how does it go, like, obviously when you sign for the team, like, no disrespect, but you were the kind of the second rider, Cloudy was the favourite to win the title. How does it feel now, you being the defending champ and now Cl- Cloudy's kind of the one chasing you?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's funny, I guess. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different for me this year. I guess I've got the big target on my back now. Um, yeah. we coming into the year, no one probably saw me as a championship contender under CDR. They probably thought I was just a podium guy here, there, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it feels pretty cool. It's there's nothing cooler. I've got the number one on my bike now. That that's probably the coolest feeling. Yeah. Now, so but it's all heads down, back to work, and I know it's a it's a tough it's a tough field again this year. So I'm gonna have my hands full to, you know, try and hold on to that thing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about. eh, with all yeah. the guys coming back.
1: Yeah. Well, especially because you got like the you got. Obviously, Cloudy got injured, and then you got Regan Duffy coming back, and also Jed Bean racing. So, it's I reckon this year's probably be the most stacked year we've seen in quite a while with talent. So, it's if you make one mistake, you'll go easily from third to almost tenth. Really, it's yeah. that that much talent there. So,
2: yeah, it's uh, you know we got all the um, the most of the guys are still staying in the field from what, race this year, I yeah, believe. Last year, yeah, um, And then, yeah, you've got the added extras, you know, Luke's Luke's back riding, Webster's not injured as well. You've got Jed, Regan coming back. So there's a lot of a lot of new guys um, coming back to the field, which is going to be really cool. And like you said, it's just it's going to be limiting their mistakes because if you do have a little fall off instead of, you know, going from third to fifth or sixth, you'll be going third to, you know, Back. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah you've you even got Matt Moss coming off of Bercy and everything like that, so he's going to have a lot of confidence. So um, Yeah, I'm
0: I not p- sure if he's doing motocross. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not too sure yeah. if he's
2: doing motocross. I think he's supercross only. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, they've got three Queensland rounds. Do you reckon um, you guys are going to have more of an advantage this, this year because there's three Queensland rounds, or do you reckon everyone's pretty on the same par? Uh,
2: it's... It's all the same for me, uh, to be honest. Uh, it's it's nice to have three Queensland rounds because it's it's close to home. They're all they're all actually really close. They're all within two hours, so yeah, that makes it easy on just the whole travel thing. And you know, having your program like you can run through your program all the way up and get your good recovery at, at your home and stuff like that, rather than having to fly and add them travel days and stuff sleep like in that. your own bed and yep. stuff like that. So just just them sort of things as track wise at our level most uh, most of us you roll up and you know ride a track there is the select tracks that some are better but they're usually the sand ones
0: yeah and plus your local tracks that you ride are nothing like they are on a national day when you're racing it
2: yeah yeah that's uh that's completely true like you know you even roll up to a queensland title or something like that and that wouldn't even be close to what we race at a national because yeah. they always drip drop the rippers a lot more and put a lot more water on, so. Yeah.
1: Um We went out to QMP l- last year um, and then we rode it probably a month later after it. We found it very one-lined. Was that the same when you guys were racing it?
2: Yeah, it was probably worse. Uh, we had a lot of rain on the day before or whatever. Yeah, the, the, the night the before, the yeah. The night before and the track was gnarly. It was, like, it was just ruts everywhere but one main sort of rut. so yeah. it was really hard to um, pass you know I was going up against Dean and I was in second and I was definitely faster I just couldn't get around and the bruce ended up killing the goggles Yeah, doing all that sort of stuff and but yeah, you're right. It's like when you ride QMP, even I was totally different. It is definitely a hard track to pass.
0: Yeah, we went out there literally the weekend after the nationals. I think and rode it, and I, I couldn't even get past an eighty-five rider and for about freaking a whole lap.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some tracks like that, and it definitely is frustrating yeah. <laughs> when you get like try and go around someone that's noticeably slower, and they still you can't get around them yeah, yeah we t-
1: talked to um taylor mccutcheon about it like qmp has got that awesome track as you drive um ride down on the left hand side that they made for the atv and the polaris and stuff which is extremely wide we don't understand why they don't use that or incorporate more of mx2 where there's more opportunities to pass or run up on the inside with the jumps and everything like that like as riders do you get a bit of opinion on what they can do what you can do with the tracks or is it this is the track you're writing. If you don't like it, don't write it.
2: Uh, I think coming to answer that question, because we obviously asked a lot more, we would love to see longer tracks, you know, like the yeah. old school Conondale and stuff like that. But I think it, a lot of it came down to, you can't like quote me on this, but I think it was a lot to do with TV time and stuff like yeah. that. They actually had to keep the track under a certain distance or time yeah uh because i think originally they actually did want to incorporate more of mx2 and go over them come down the hill and go over them to tabletop then come back up yeah but um unfortunately the track it was a dirtworks that was doing it um they weren't allowed to add that extra time just because of what the tv and all that sort of wanted
1: yeah, right. Yeah, you'd think they'd do something more like the American and go, um, it's going to be 20 minutes, and if it if one tracks five laps or one tracks seven laps, it's the same amount, 20 minutes, and just go then that way kind of for the TV rights, because obviously that's why they do it for Americans.
2: Yeah, that would still, still be
0: working it out. It's only pretty new, like this old TV deal with the I think nationals. It, I so think it's
2: just the amount of cameras to cover, so they'll yeah. uh, uh, have yeah, a budget. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, if they can only have three camera towers, that's what it is. And yeah. There's... If the track's massive, they can't cover it sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it, I'm not going to lie. It is Last year was probably one of the best years for TV coverage. You could pretty much see what was going on with the racing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, if you watched it. Yeah, like I'm um, yeah. super impressed. It got better. Like the first round was a bit of how you're going because they didn't know who, who the riders were and where they were. But going by the end of it, it was pretty good coverage. You could see exactly what was going on. So hopefully this year they can do it again.
0: Yeah. Um, we might get back to you just talk about your rise to the top of the 450 class um, most of your professional racing career you've pretty much been on yamahas the whole time bar the gas gas team i'm pretty sure is that
2: right uh yeah like i spent a lot of my time uh on a yamaha uh, i think from the end of 2015 is the first time i sort of stepped into yamaha yeah but then i uh, in 2018 when i First, got my what you'd say a factory ride is uh, I was on Kawasaki yep. for a year, but unfortunately that team sort of went under. And uh, then, I, yeah, I moved back to Yamaha for another two years. Then, yeah, did that one one year on the Gas Gas, and now I'm back on Yamaha for it. Yes. Would be my Do you reckon
0: that, that helps with the transitions to the different teams you rode for? Because you've rode for, was it WBR, yep. then Serco?
2: Was yeah so i went wbr in 2017 and then i went um complete parts kawasaki yeah in 2018 yep. and then circo 2019 2020 when we didn't really race and yep. yeah yeah gas gas in 2021 and then cdl
0: yeah because it obviously that helps you keep your momentum if you're not changing brands too much you know what i mean so
2: yeah ideally i I'd, you know i wanted to stay in the yamaha family but i really wanted to step up the 450 yeah um know the only opportunity for me the year before was gas gas there was no seat at cdr yeah. or anywhere else that could really compare even reach up to be a factory team you know what i mean
0: and that was the first year was it of the gas gas factory yep. team
2: yeah yeah so yep. it was the first year the model got released as well
0: yeah um have you been
1: riding the 23
2: yeah i'm just uh yeah i'm on the 23 at the moment just got the suspension and the bars so just running it Pretty stuck at the moment cuz you know new bikes not many parts friends so. yeah
0: so, so have you been busy this off season obviously testing and stuff like that
2: uh no we haven't we haven't done any testing yet um just just the suspension fits from the old bike so yep. the suspensions, I've just got my suspension settings from last year and my bars and stuff like that but other than that I'm just riding the bike at the moment until I head down to Victoria to do some testing yeah
0: sweet when are you heading down there
2: uh probably early february
0: yeah. And have you got any pre season races, like before the national starts?
2: Uh, there was this, I was meant to be doing the AMX Open, yeah. uh, but unfortunately, like we said, we have no parts at the moment. So I'll yeah. just be riding a, a stock bike. There's not really any point of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'll just race some of the sunny states and stuff like that. I think there's a few races before round one.
0: Yeah. Well, as you were saying before, a lot of the, or before the show, a lot of the riders have um, made the move up to Queensland in the last few years. So. This, the field will probably be pretty stacked at them, um, Queensland title, like state titles. So
2: Yeah, yeah, it's always good. There's there's a good chunk of us 450 riders up here. You know, they've got um, you know, Ferris is up here, Gibbs is up here, Toddy's up here, and now I believe I've, my teammate Luke's up here training, so I'm assuming he'll be at the races as well. Yep. Um, so, th- yeah, there's a good chunk of us. There's at least three or four... Even five of us now
0: Yeah Yeah of all the top notch riders too yep. Yeah
1: Yeah so obviously the first round of um, Sunny States Coolum So guessing you'll be racing that one
2: Yeah 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 it's always good to get onto them tracks I probably won't race the whole Sunny State Series this year I just started, I don't really like some of the tracks they go to But I'll yep. definitely be at the ones like Coolum And if they do Toowoomba or something yeah, like that Toowoomba, Yeah I think Toowoomba is Toowoomba's the there. third round Yeah and then they've got Mountain Man at Toowoomba as well So Yeah I definitely do them. I always do like racing Toowoomba as it is. It's a really cool track. So now it's on the national calendar. Yeah, so we'll get them all.
1: Yeah, we we always said Toowoomba is such a good one, a track for racing and two for just viewing yeah. for people to view the track. You can pretty much see everything in in some of the sections. So it's yeah, such a good, good place you, out there. Yeah. Um, do you? There's obviously round four that hasn't been announced yet. Is there any track that you would like round four to be? Any track that?
2: Ah. Uh, I can't. can't be biased. There's already three Queensland <laughs> rounds, but uh, you know, I love the track Conondale. Yeah, epic track. Yeah, I was just trying to think. Mm. Um, I've, I believe it's going to have to be another Victorian round because I think there's only is there one round in. Ah, uh, there's two Victorian. I, uh, I one believe thing. it. I believe it might be another New South Wales. Yeah, there's round, only one New South Wales, which yeah. Maitland's not on the calendar yet, is it?
1: No, it's just yeah. um, Appen at the yeah. moment. Um, but I'm surprised they're not doing um, Mackay again. That was that was a good yeah. track. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, that was a really cool track. It was just obviously logistics wise. It's yeah, pretty, such pretty gnarly for a lot of the teams, especially the way they did it last year. We went from Wonthaggi to Mackay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then back to Victoria.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now it's good. It's good that they've pretty much put the last three rounds in Queensland, so it kind of makes it a little bit easier. But we we're, were talking about this because obviously there's only um, I think there's four round, four rounds for chicks this year. Um, but Taylor was saying that she wished there was more, so I don't understand why they can't go um, one thaggy and then Wodongish back-to-back, do two Victorian rounds and have the girls on that and then let them do all three Queensland rounds.
2: Yeah, um, you know, there's always a lot of questions on, how they do the schedule yeah there's a lot this year if, especially for me we're starting earlier but finishing at the same time yep. yeah so it's already a, it's already a decent drag out as it is yeah that's
0: always been a bit of a question that riders have raised like yeah. why
2: i guess you do, you, know, you, do you still
0: have that big break in the middle
2: there's after toowoomba there's a seven week break yeah like what's
0: what's the which point which is of probably that?
2: the biggest break we've had in a long time they used to have a four week break in the middle but yeah. Now it seems we're just racing once a month, and then the seven seven week break somewhere there. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, it goes yeah pretty much goes once a month, and then it goes from the twenty fifth of June to the thirteenth of August.
2: Which is in between that breaks when the World Supercross starts as well. Yeah.
1: Are you gonna be competing in the World Supercross for CDR again?
2: Uh hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's two the
1: two two fifty again or four fifty?
2: I'm not sure. We're still talking. Obviously, all the stuff, and you know, with Craig he's still talking to all to make sure he's solidified into it. But, yeah, 100% if the team's doing it, I'm, I've definitely sh- shown my interest. I want to be doing that yep. again. Yeah. Even though it's a bit, it will be a little bit of a challenge, but I already had the challenge last year. I was riding 250, 450, back-to-back. So it's yeah. just, it doesn't really bother me with that sort of stuff, but motocross, supercross, it's whatever.
1: Yeah. Was it hard transitioning to the 250 after riding 450?
2: It was, it was actually kind of fun. The yep. 250 was kind of cool to ride because I've obviously built up to ride a 450 I'm pretty strong and yeah, stuff that. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy to ride. Yeah. yeah, you just throw the thing around it's just and you know you give it all the only then it's quite a light bike you just it's pretty cool to ride.
1: Yeah. Well it'd be pretty stacked if you do the Australian motocross world supercross and then the australian supercross at the end of the yeah, year you, like you'll that. be flat out yeah
2: well that's that's what i want like at the at this stage when you put it down to the numbers we do eight national rounds and if they do four or five supercross rounds there's it's not that many racing yeah. like weekends that's what 13 14 in 52 weeks of the year yeah yeah um so yeah i'd like doing that extra stuff for me is epic because when i'm not doing that stuff i have to you know, be training my ass off off the bike.
0: Yeah, well, it keeps, you, it keeps you riding so much better as well. Like, yeah. that's obviously why um, other countries like America or Europe progress so much more because they're constantly racing. each like yeah. the best of the best pretty much every weekend for the whole year. They've got no layoffs where they can either, one, slack off or two, get hurt doing yeah. something stupid when they're practising.
2: Yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the racing, to be honest, because, like, you're yeah. yeah, doing these all, like, yeah, you've got to do your hard pre- off-season training. But for us, you know, we go race round one, but then we got, I think it's actually a short turnaround. But so let's say after, you know, one of the rounds we got four weeks, we almost just got to go back and do two, two and a half weeks of like actually hard pre-season training. Again, yeah. Where if we're ticking off the races, it's almost, it's just maintaining.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, you do a big chunk yeah. right at the start and then you just keep it yeah. going the whole year.
2: Yeah, which, and it's it's a lot more enjoyable, like that's, you Know the money's earned at the races as well, so yeah, the more, yeah the your more, bonuses yeah, and stuff like that. The more that. races, the better for us riders, and I even think for the teams at this stage with the dragged out um schedule, they uh, they if we go through our practice bikes, yeah, so it's actually probably more expensive, yeah, for fully the teams. like the parts and yeah. stuff, eh,
0: hey, on all the bikes.
2: Yeah, we put solid hours on them practice bikes, and they have to turn around. And yeah, you know, if you have problems, it's it costs them a bit,
0: and if you're not super disciplined too like you could find yourself slacking off a little bit you know what i mean not that you mean to but you're just like oh, i'm not racing for a month i'll just take a week off where yeah when you're racing every weekend you don't give yourself that opportunity
2: yeah that's it you know it's uh you got to be pretty pretty mentally strong as well like uh there might be some people they might have a ship first round and they're like four weeks off and they're like oh whatever Yeah. You know, <laughs> obviously got the other end of the spectrum where people work harder but uh yeah it's it's a little bit annoying i I, i'm not a massive fan of it and i do like to fill my year with a lot more racing
0: yeah um obviously with the year you had last year like you killed it in both motocross supercross and the world supercross was there any offers or is there any offers to go overseas or anything like that
2: uh it's it's obviously hard to say i definitely had people hit me up yeah um for them sort of things, but I signed with CDR quite early. Yeah. Uh, which I'm totally happy with because I, I am interested in... Defending. You know, to build it, to have another at least another building year yeah. where I get to defend my title and hopefully do the World Supercross again because I'm really interested in that, to, side, of that side of things. The to World see Supercross where it goes, is, yeah. yeah. You know, I love living in Australia and stuff like that and yeah, doing the Australia stuff, but, you know, we always want to challenge ourselves and for me... Craig having a team in the World Supercross and based in Australia. Yeah. It works awesome for me, if especially as growing, because I believe there's six rounds this year. Yeah. Um, you, know, that's, you know, I get to go overseas, travel, race some very top guys and stuff like that and experience different things, and I, I really think that's what it's all about.
0: And you're in an environment that, yeah comfortable with you know everyone as you said it's an australian team but you're still doing the worldwide thing like if if that's what you could dream up that would be the perfect scenario and you're pretty much in it
2: yeah yeah that's right um that's it, it, where i am is exactly where i want to be especially like if i'm 100 doing the world supercross this year I'm, I'm over the moon i'd love to you know if i probably didn't have that mishap at newcastle where i knocked myself a bit um you know, I would have loved to try and compete in a few of the AMAs just, just out of yeah. off my own bat sort of thing as fun just in January whatever. Yeah. Um, just to see where I'm at. But, uh, yeah, we'll see where we go.
1: Going – going, talking about the Australian Supercross, um, do you reckon that last round was pretty dangerous to be running at that time of day? Like, even – I know that's pretty silly to run it when the sun's going down. And I understand you guys are the best of the best, but still, like – as soon as you take your eye off something for 1 second it could go turn bad real quick
2: yeah it was uh it was pretty hard obviously it was out in wagga so quite hot dusty kind of area they struggled to keep the water into the track so you also had that you know when the sun's going down that dust was just like a haze yeah it was it was pretty it was gnarly there's no doubt about it it was it would have been cool to run that track at night it was a big track and it was really there was a cool Cool racetrack, to be yeah. honest. I really loved it. Um but yeah, it was it was a little bit sketchy. Well, same,
0: same thing, that would have been for the TV side of it. Would it though? Run like it, yeah, because yeah, it's daylight saving in New South Wales. Yeah,
1: but they yeah. ran Newcastle at night, bro.
0: Yeah, right, yeah, true. I don't know. Maybe That's that's what I thought. I'm like, I
1: understand it's if it's in WA, but yeah. they ran they ran. <laughs>
0: Maybe it was the only six they had that week. All or all
1: the rans were in New South Wales and they ran, yeah. They yeah, ran true, at night. True. Yeah, we didn't even have a
2: Queensland.
1: No. <laughs> but um, in saying that, yeah, it was unfortunate that you went down in Newcastle because you still finished third. There's obviously the, there's a chance that you could have been battling for the win when it came down to Wagga. Yeah, it'd be
0: pretty bittersweet now when you look back with the last round Brayton had too. If you hadn't had that round you had at Newcastle, you probably would have won the championship.
2: Yeah. It's, um, but you, even, ca- you can't even, even look I can't, like can't look at it like that. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. I crash so but yeah um i obviously rolled into newcastle with the points lead and i was riding pretty solid there as well and you know there was no doubt in my mind i would have at least been on the podium and yeah had the last round um you know he was struggling a little bit with the track and conditions or whatever so you know, but I can't look at that. I already beat myself up enough about that. Um, I could imagine. But still finishing on the podium after having a DNF was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, as you said, for pretty much your rookie year in the 450 class, it would have to be one of the best 450 years, especially for a rookie in yeah. forever, pretty much ever.
2: Yeah, I, I look back on it, it's pretty cool. I think I, think I think I clocked about – I think I did – out of the 12 Australian races, I think I was on the podium 10 times. So yeah. it was on nine times or something like that, nine out of, nine out of the 12. So, and then even when I wasn't, I was in fourth place or something yeah, like well that. Yeah, well, usually so when <laughs> someone
0: has a real good, say, motocross, their supercross might lack, but yeah. your whole year was just consistent.
2: Yeah, I adapted to, I adapted to it all well. And, you know, I learned a lot of things this year. It was like you said, it was like it's my first year I even got a moto win
0: Yeah, that's Ah, what I mean. It was a, like, not to be, like, disrespectful, but it was such a, like, a massive rise that, yeah, we just kind of wondered how you'd done it.
1: Especially with the talent in the 450 class. It's not like everyone got hurt and there's no one in there and you go, oh, that's understandable why you won. It's not like you're beating some of the best guys that have won championships. and, And, yeah, as
0: you said, doing it pretty much every weekend. It's not like you got lucky and won one race here and then, Another one there. You, you were doing it every weekend.
2: Yeah, I still, um, I still. I guess I never go. I never went into any round overconfident or something like that. Like when I got even the first round, I was still stressed going into the next round, thinking that oh, you know, I'm not good enough or something yeah. like that. Or these guys are really good, but I just, I guess, I just put myself in good positions and really worked on not making mistakes and stuff like that. I stayed out of trouble. Know, out of most of the rounds, I think I just had the one drama where I went down with another rider at like round three or something like that, Yeah, um, which was frustrating. But other than that, I really didn't put a foot wrong and uh, only like maybe two other motors. Yeah. Where I'd done a silly little fall off or something like that. Yeah,
0: the blueprint of how to get to the top of Australian motocross is kind of changing. Like if you look back on I think the last five well, four out of the last five champions have never won a two fifty title and then they win the four fifty title. Like Gibbsy, Toddy Ferris never won a two fifty title. You never won a two fifty title. The only one is Cloudy. And everyone else has just skipped the two fifty title yeah. and gone straight to the four fifty title.
2: Yeah, it's pretty funny how that, you know, works. Some people obviously gel with the four fifty a lot more and for yeah. me that was that was definitely Something for me, I was always a, quite a heavier rider on the 250, like 78, 80 kilos. So yeah. um, you struggle a little bit there with just starts and stuff like that. Yeah, you're strong on the bike, but 250 you kind of kind of need the bit of power to weight ratio a little bit more than what you do on the 450.
0: Do you think it has anything to do with when these young guys win a 250 title, they get these – and some of them are like really, really good offers to go overseas – but say 80% of them don't really work out and then they come back and then they never kind of get to that peak again or it takes them a long time to get to that peak again?
2: Yeah, that's obviously, that's a hard one, I guess. Um,
0: you know, like know. you got your, say your Mitch Evans or your yeah. um, Jed Beaton who won titles over here and then just quickly left. As as they should have, they took the opportunity and they, they did, they killed it over in Europe while they were there, but... Now they've got a or oh especially Jed. Mitch is still over there, but Jed's got to restart again now and from scratch yeah.
2: here. Yeah, it's unfortunate to see. Obviously both both of them riders have been pretty injury riddled. Once they went over to Europe, they both had awesome results and yeah, Mitch is obviously still on a factory team over there. It's sort of sucks it sucks to see a rider like Jed come back. Yeah. He's extremely talented. Um, but, you know, he loves racing. So, like you said, he's good, he's got to start again back here in Australia. And
0: and it'll be good to see how he goes over here. Like, yeah. see how he brings that speed back over to home soil. Yeah, think.
2: That, uh, the only thing that sort of is a lot different where people struggle from overseas is our tracks. Yeah, yeah that's they're exactly, not exactly up what I was going to, to say. Bar, yeah. 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 <laughs> <You're just laughs> I was going nice to say, tight. do you think <laughs> the reason
1: when guys go overseas and hurt themselves is because our tracks are nowhere near compared to the overseas tracks?
2: Yeah, it's um, it's something I really want to do. I want to go race because I'm, I, I love holding it on. Like yeah, I, I can hang it out if I need to be, and I'd love to go over and experience some of their tracks because uh, the tighter stuff really does kill me a little bit sometimes. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're totally right. Like our tracks have nothing on what they form up to. Yeah, uh, whether it's it, the jumps
0: or yeah. the speed or anything. Eh?
2: Yeah. So I believe like America looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks gnarly, but I believe Europe's. Definitely a different level on, you know, when you get the gnarly tracks and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and especially because they ride a full year of motocross too. Yeah. yeah. So if you had a if you had a choice or a preference and you had all the offers in the world, where would you like to end up?
2: Uh, 100% in America. Yeah. With the Supercross and stuff. Yeah.
1: So Supercross in America, what about motocross? Would you choose Europe oh. or America over for motocross only? Oh,
2: like motocross only. Yeah. I guess you can't really put a pass if you're doing a motocross only you can't put a pass going to europe
1: yeah are you surprised that we got third in the mx of nations last year like considering the talent of obviously the europeans and the americans um are you surprised that we got third or
2: no nah, to be honest i was uh i was putting them almost for the win so. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's <I> what that's <laughs> what we kind of mean I, yeah. we thought that oh, was yeah, a kind yeah. not that it's a bad result yeah. at all but we were we were gone for the win, I thought.
2: Yeah, um yeah, obviously, you know, between Jed and Hunter they're bloody they're they're weapons at the moment. And yeah. Uh was it was it Mitch. Mitch. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was Mitch. Um yeah, he like he's he's riding really well as well. I was a little bit salty because I was like I only just missed out on going to do that. That's <laughs> all, I was just about to <laughs> ask you that. Did you
0: did you get a call up or anything as a reserve um, yeah, or anything? Like
2: yeah, that? was definitely there was definitely a uh, talk there. Yeah. Uh, it kind of did overlay a little bit into the Supercross and stuff like that. So it would have been hard, but it definitely would have been, you know, cool. I don't know when them opportunities yeah, are like, you can't I, just, knock I, just, I just won, you know, the Australian motocross, so it would have been cool yeah. to take up the opportunity and represent Australia. It would be something that I'd love to do in my career.
0: Yeah, well, it's not a bad thing at the moment, what's happening with our crop of talent that we've got worldwide yeah. and, and at home, like the team's in, like, good hands, but it's going to be hard to break into that team. Well, obviously, Jet and Hunter are going to be the mainstays for a long time unless they're injured, so there's only really going to be one spot up for grabs every year.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, there, Yeah, there definitely is, and we have, like you said, we've got a, a big pool of talent uh, at the moment, and it's really good because it's definitely put us on the screen. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of these overseas teams and stuff like that, they see the talent that Australia has. Yeah. Um, and they do look for us, but you're right, there's only probably going to be that one spot up for grabs every time. Yeah. Uh, until the Lawrence brothers are you know, done, but they're young, so they're yeah. going for As I lot. said,
0: the only way, there's going to be more is if one's injured at yeah. the time of the destinations.
2: Um, would you
1: want more Supercross Rounds? In Australia, like we we had four um, last year, and we had none in Queensland. Realistically, how many rounds would you want if you wanted more?
2: Uh, I I think a minimum should be six. Yeah. yeah, you know I think we should do at least ten nationals as well, and you know the Supercross shouldn't be far behind it. We yeah. got enough. We got enough weeks in the year, um, and yeah, I just I just would love for it to have grow again because i think it should at least be six yeah yeah you know, we got and take it to them other places like it should have been there should be some in queensland victoria new south wales and even all south australia and then even the one in wa yeah that would be cool
0: yeah well, they got they got plenty of places over here to do it and then plus it gives the riders more of an opportunity if you do have a mistake you know if in the four round series if you have one bad race you, you're done
2: yeah 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 that's um that's unfortunately how it is. It's not a long enough series to even claw yourself back, especially in Supercross, where you yeah. only get the twenty-five points each weekend. Um, there's not, you know, there's not two races here, yeah. there, So,
1: I think I think it obviously comes down to money because obviously the, the the factory teams can afford it, but the privateer teams obviously have to allow that. But I think the more and more we keep on doing what we're doing, and the the TV rights and everything get more people interested and people going out to the nationals. To grow the sport eventually, and there's to be more money into the sport. So, like five years ago, you you can tell me that it's, it wasn't to be this big. Yeah. Like,
0: well, it's good they got the TV. They got the TV thing going now. So, hopefully, that grows it, and we'll just see where it goes from there.
2: Yeah, the TV's been really cool. Uh, I was uh, like you said before. There was I uh, I actually sat at the races in the truck watching the motors to check out the lines. I don't go up to the fence because I can see more. On yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> um. That's just something I do anyway. Just watch to check out um, the lines and whatnot. But uh, the, yeah, the TV is really great, and I thought the motocross done a really great job. I think it w- was it on Stan Sports. Yeah, yeah. So, Stan Sports yeah. and SBS. Yeah. yeah, and SBS and stuff. So it would have been cool to have that same package for Supercross. Yeah. yeah, like Supercross. Yeah, had its TV and stuff. But I think that Stan Sports and SBS was amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. Se- seven um, plus was pretty good. Like yeah, seven seven plus is cool too. Yeah, yeah like but that uh, they
0: didn't show the first round. I think they only showed from two the of the fourth, rounds. From
2: the, yeah, they missed um the South Australia round.
0: Yeah.
1: No, but I'm talking about seven plus for the supercross.
0: Yeah, they didn't do all the rounds. Oh, didn't they? No, not of the supercross. No, they didn't do oh. South
1: Australia.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, how long is your we just seen KDM coming up there? Writers and we've seen uh, NATO signed a two-year contract. How long is your contract in with CDR?
2: I've only signed another year deal yeah. at the moment. I've sort of, you know, I don't want to, like, I'm not fully set on staying in Australia yeah, well at my stage of my career. That's so kind of
0: the good and the bad about yeah. it, eh? It gives you the opportunity to go elsewhere if you're still killing it and then another side, if you get hurt, it's yeah. a bit of a yeah, downfall. Yeah, it's
2: a bit of a downfall. It's the risk you sort of take, Um I think there was talks of a two year, but it sort of just never popped up when, yeah. which I'm, I'm not mad at all. Like yeah. I'm happy with, you know, cause especially signing a little bit, I signed before Supercross. So I, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I probably signed a little bit early for how much my worth is yeah. probably worth now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, doing the one year deals is something that I I like. It doesn't really lock me in if I have troubles or yeah, something
0: especially like that. in the like form you're in at the moment because yeah. you probably will have a few offers coming your way in the near future and you can just yeah take take them up if you have to. And um, how do you get on with your teammate? Like, have you been training together on that since you lived up since he's moved up here?
2: No, nah, so we sort of train with different trainers. So actually, yeah. I actually, oh, I actually yeah, haven't right. seen him since he's been up here, but um. You know, I grew up in Sydney. We raced, we grew up at the same, you know, club down in Oakdale. And, you know, we're we're fine. I don't don't have any problems with anyone out on the track. I'm pretty civil. I can have a conversation to pretty much everyone. Yeah. As long as they're not a snob.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good because he's a... He's going to have a tough year, I reckon. He's yeah. two will be pretty much <laughs> battling for the wins, I reckon.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny that because, you know, we're in the same track, truck and our lockers are like, we just sit across from each other. we just like looking at <laughs> each other <everyone, so. laughs> a meter apart. So um, that's always interesting, but yeah. that's how it is in them trucks. You're sitting next to your teammate, but they're also your opposition. So Yeah, no, that's so
0: good.
1: Um, you and Nato obviously live together and train together eventually when he goes up to the 450 will you still be you reckon you'll still be training training together
2: yeah well we obviously train under the same coach and yep. trainer and stuff and he's living in my house at the moment um yeah until he you know until he wants to you yeah, know buy a house or do whatever he wants to do I'm not sure yeah but I don't have I don't have an issue with it I like training with you know, someone that's on the same level as you. You know, we're both fitness-wise and strength-wise. We're pretty, we're pretty close. Like we almost, yes you know, our programs are pretty much identical. Only difference is he's on a two fifty, but sometimes at the tracks that we ride on, he really does give me a good push because sometimes the two fifty gets around some of the tracks better. Yeah, than if like it's tighter or
0: something. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, iron sharpens iron. Like obviously, yeah. having two nights riders riding together, it's only going to help both of us.
2: Yeah, it's it's always that competitive stage. Like I said, like there's, um, you know, even though he's on the 250, like I'll go out to the track and I'll be like, oh, I definitely got to be a second faster. Yeah. Over here. You know, it's <laughs> always pushing, pushing the the train along. You know, we and even in the gym, it's like, oh, he goes up five kilos. Oh shit, I got to go up yeah. five kilos. <laughs>
0: no, that's that's a healthy that's a healthy thing to have, like a healthy little rivalry. Yeah. Um, we've seen we talked about it before. A lot of the riders are moving up here and. We've seen a rise in people working with coaches. Like, obviously, you and NATO are working with older Nathan Crawford. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got uh, Gibbsy, Cloudy, Reese, Bard working with Ford. What do you put that down to, like, this everyone's kind of got a coach now? Because that wasn't, like, very common, like, back in the day.
2: Uh, it's just, uh, for me, I kind of always had raw speed and stuff like that and i could send it like it might have been messy a lot of the time i got loose so for me having the coach is just to you know top up my skills and always keep me on my toes a little bit like we're doing we do different stuff it's not just going out to the track and belting out motos after moto yeah Uh, you know you actually sit back and as well as having the gym trainer as well i just got everything in one because it used to be just you know, do what you think. You just wing Do it, what you yeah. think. Like, do what you see on Instagram almost. Oh, these guys cycle. Yeah. But you don't know how many times to cycle or, or you don't know how many times to go to the gym.
0: Well, you just go to the track and say, one of your competitors are there. If you're fast, you're like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Do- I'm doing it right.
2: Yeah, that's right. And that's, like, something that you learn not to look at. But, like, if, as long as you're going to the track and you're improving on something, like, there's no point of going to the track and, you know, belting out a 30-minute moto but doing... Everything, like making mistakes and doing this. As long as you're going out to the track and improving every time you ride, that's the main benefit these days. And that's the good thing about having a coach. Yeah.
1: So how how many times do you train a week?
2: Like at the moment, uh, like are you talking on bike, off bike, whatever? Really? Yeah, yeah, just
0: just lay us out what a um, normal week looks for the defendant chant.
2: So at the moment our season started, I'm pretty much training six days a week. At the moment, I have Sunday off. Is usually my day off. Yeah. Uh, so Mondays Mondays and Tuesdays, there's not many tracks to ride. So usually I'm on the cycle, then in the gym, and then I'll do another gym day on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, then Wednesdays, always solid to be riding. So I'll do a, a ride day on Wednesday. Thursday, we'll ride, whether we ride Thursday or Tuesday, whatever one. Yeah. Um, and then Fridays in the gym and then Saturday... Gym and cycle as well And Saturday I'll ride again Yeah right So as long as I'm in the gym About three times Cycle twice And ride three to four times
0: Yeah And do you keep that Going the whole year pretty much?
2: Yeah it sort of just tames It tames off a little bit Obviously when we start racing I don't like, the week leading up to the race is a little bit uh, And you, and you wouldn't
0: have as many days free because of travel and stuff yeah. like that as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: usually travel days turned into a Friday and the Thursdays usually because I like, two days, at least a good two days of recovery, yeah. which will be Friday and Saturday. Um, so usually we taper off the week pretty soon. Pretty, we'll start the week, you know, normal, Monday. Do whatever lift the weights as we normally do and then just sort of the next day we're in the gym or at the track we're just tapering off, doing starts, doing all like just skills and stuff like that. Yeah. We're not gonna get fitter in the last week. So yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, um we know you gotta get out of here, so we just wanna thank you heaps for coming in and um good luck this year and yeah. I hope thank you yeah. can hold on to that number one play and even get another one in Supercross.
2: Yeah, that would be that's that would be the the next goal is to try and tick off the two championships. So yeah. Uh, looking forward to this year and the extra competition as well.
0: Yeah, right. Well thanks a, for coming in, mate, and good
2: luck. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Just
0: a regular, everyday normal I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular.